You all need it. And unfortunately, you tend to not pay attention to it. That's right, dating advice. Some of you guys ask for dating advice and it goes in one ear and out the other. Don't do that. What we're not going to do here today is give you a Bible verse that talks exactly about dating. Because as I have in my handy dandy concordance of the Bible, all the words in the Bible are in the back. You know, if, you, if your Bible has a concordance, take advantage of that. It's very helpful. The, all the words that are in the Bible are in the back of this thing, and it shows you the verses that they're used in. And guys, I can't find dating anywhere. That's because the Bible says nothing about dating explicitly. And so we're going to have to do some things. We're going to have to put some of the pieces together to gain some wisdom because our culture, almost unfortunately, uh, is a dating-based culture. I would even say this. It's, it's increasingly going from dating to hookup culture more than anything, and that is 100% sinful. We can all agree that Scripture teaches that uh, it is for you, you shall be with one man, and it should be one man and one woman for life. Uh, the sexual relationship is, should be confined to uh, the marriage, one marriage, one man, one woman for life. That should be it. Our culture does not think so. It does not think that it should be just one man and one woman. It may think that it should be a man and man, or a woman and woman, or many men and many women. That's not biblical. That is utterly sinful. And those who live like that, according to the Bible, shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Now we got that out of the way. Here's what you came for. Need some dating advice. How do I know I'm in a godly relationship? What does a godly relationship look like? What are the characteristics of a godly relationship? How does the Lord say we should be in a relationship? Whew, a lot there. One passage that will disqualify a lot of your dating candidates or someone you're dating now. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial or Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we're the temple of the living God. And I ask you, what business do you, believer, have dating an unbeliever? Zero business. What business do you, believer, have, use today's phrase to show you that I'm hip, cool, and relevant, what business do you have talking to an unbeliever? And um, you know what I mean when I say talking. I'm using air quotes. Hopefully you can see me. What business do you have? Because what, what do you have in common? Here's what's going to happen. If you date an unbeliever or if you date someone who uh, says they're a Christian and you know on the inside they ain't living it, there should be no question. If you're going to talk, even talk to somebody, you better know that they're not out for you, they're out for Christ, and you just showed up. And it better be vice versa. God does this. God, God's not going to leave you in the dark. You're not going to miss his will. You're not going to miss his spouse for you because you didn't go looking for him. God's going to put you right where he wants you to be and wants them to be so that you guys can meet. So don't worry about that. God is sovereign. He has this in control. Don't spend time in a relationship with someone who is not an unashamed, 
striving to be mature follower of Jesus Christ. You're setting yourself up for sin, for heartache, for trouble, most importantly, for sin. Because what, what common, what, what, what fellowship can light have with darkness? It's a rhetorical question in 2 Corinthians 6.14, and the answer is there's no fellowship between light and darkness. Do the experiment when you get home. Turn all the lights off in your house. Is there any light in the darkness? Absolutely not. Turn the light on. Boom. Where's the darkness? They cannot coexist. It's either light or it's either darkness. So you're either saved and they're either saved, great candidate for dating, or you're saved and they're not. Horrible candidate. Recipe for disaster. But what you do when you begin to date is you have something happen that's a chemical reaction. You have something that you think is love. And it may be. But you get attached to this person. You catch feelings for this person. You may even start to love this person. And it may be genuine. It may not even have any negative thoughts or ambitions. But it starts with attachment. The more time you spend with someone and you really like them, oh man, maybe they're good looking, maybe they're sweet, maybe they know how to talk to you, maybe they give you things, maybe they just make you feel safe. You're setting yourself up for sin if this person is not unashamedly after Christ. And what I mean by that is not just them saying they're a Christian or that they'll come to church or youth with you, but they better be sold out. You don't want someone who is just a nominal Christian because they're going to lead you into nominal Christianity. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's going to tear, maybe one day you get married, it's going to tear your marriage apart. It's going to destroy your kids spiritually. And so choosing a spouse is what you're essentially doing through dating. You should date to find a potential candidate to marry. I believe that's the most wise way to view dating. And if you see very quickly that they're not, stop wasting your time and theirs. Most importantly, stop wasting God's time. Because you're on this earth to bring glory to Him. And if you're living in sin, you might not even be participating in any sinful activities per se. But if you're being yoked with an unbeliever, you are sinning. End of discussion. And if you marry an unbeliever while you're a believer, you are sinning. And God's ways are always the best ways. And so I, I would just beg you. Because we've all, every adult has been young, and y'all hate this phrase. I hated this phrase when I was younger, young and dumb. The fact is, if we haven't been through it, we just don't know about it. And so what you need to do if you're thinking about dating someone, or maybe if you're in a godly relationship, you need to seek true godly counsel. Girls, listen to those more spiritually mature Ladies in your life who have been there, especially if they start talking about, man, I made the awful mistake of dating somebody who was not a Christian or talking to somebody who was not a Christian. They will have regrets. They will not want to, they, I promise you, they'll want to go back and change that if they could. And men, young men, dude, you've got a godly man in your life, you've got a jewel. You've got something that not very many people have. In our church, we have a lot of them. We have elders who can help you. We have just other men who are mature who can help you in, that, this, in this way to say, hey, is this person right for me? The question you also should be asking, not just, is our, not just am I right, are they right for me, but first and foremost, am I a candidate to be married? Am I, do I have my spiritual ducks in a row, if you will? 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to uh, around 27 gives an outline very, very succinctly and just straightforward about the roles between men and women in marriage. And it's really a picture of Christ and his church. It's actually the big point of that passage. But if you look at that, guys, and you say, okay, that calls me to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Oh, my goodness, I don't know that I can love somebody like Christ loved his church and gave his life for them. I don't know that I'm ready for that. Rock on, dude. You need to uh, not date for a while. If you are coming, if you're a guy and you're struggling with a certain sin that's coming to your mind right now that uh, most guys in the world, especially your age, struggle with, do not even seek out dating. Don't even, because what you're going to do is you're going to end up hurting and leading some other young lady into sin, and it's going to be on you, dude. And so what you need to do is you need to seek godly counsel, seek godly wisdom, seek the Lord, and you need to allow him to deliver you from whatever sin you're in. Lady, young lady, if you aren't a woman who is submissive, oh, we hate that term. Look, first and foremost, to God and his word, who says, whatever God's word says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow it wholeheartedly. There's no way you're going to submit to your husband. You're just not. There's no way that this is going to be right for you. And if, you, if you're not submitting to God anyways, you've got some deeper issues than dating that you need to work out with the Lord. And so our culture idolizes dating. It, it puts dating up on a pedestal. And, and if you're not dating, you're not cool, you're not in, you're missing out on something awesome that the world has to offer. But man, we as Christians, we give up the things that the world has to offer to chase after Christ. It's part of the deal. And it's so worth it. And so, guys, don't do this. Don't date alone. Don't date in private. Date publicly. Date openly. And date, most, infor- most of all, for the glory of of God in this relationship. You have people who are here to talk to you in godly wisdom. You, are, you have people who want to help you. I promise, I promise, I promise. I put my own neck out there for you. You need to talk about these things more specifically. We do these Q&As anonymously, uh, but evidently someone is struggling with this. If this is you, guys, reach out. We want to help you. We, we want to help you, in, number one, in your walk with the Lord We want to help you to live a godly life. As our motto at the well is to equip students for a lifelong of service of Jesus Christ. We don't want this to be 7th to 12th grade. We want you to live your whole life for the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who gave himself for us. And so, definitely, look at these things. Think of these things. Seek godly wisdom, especially in dating. You need it. We all need it. Have a good one. See you Sunday.